Namaste. Welcome to Buddha's teaching. My name is Soti Tim. First of all, I'd like to pay respect to the Triple Gems. I'd like to pay respect to the Buddha. I'd like to pay respect to the Dharma. And I'd like to pay respect to the Sangha. Hello again, everyone. Glad to be here again with you all today at this time. Hope everyone is doing okay. <coughs> so, I was sitting down having lunch and little normal regular discussion with my wife the other day. We just have, you know, normal just sit down lunch. And my wife, she's also trying to learn um, about Buddha's teaching, about um, the mind, how the mind works and all that. So she's catching on a little bit here, a little bit there. Which is good, because the mind is a big, humongous ship that does not turn overnight. It takes time to make the chain. It takes time to make the turn. But as long as you keep changing it, it will make the change. Anyway. So she was uh, talking, she said um, about something, about some people who, uh, about somebody she knows. And she noticed that, uh, you know, there are people who she knows, they like to look around, they like to compare. Okay, about, I mean, you know, about the way they look, about what they possess, okay, whether they have nice things to wear or whatnot. And if they dress better um, than others, they feel good and happy. But if others dress better than them, they're not happy, they have, you know, talk not nice about people behind their back, you know, um, showing jealousy and all that. So, and of course, uh, my wife, she heard it. And she mentioned to me that, you know, before, when I hear those kind of rem remarks from people, you know, when people talk about uh, uh, gossip, when people gossip, talk about these people, about that people, you know, showing jealousy and all that stuff, my wife said, I used to uh, have this feeling about them that, oh, this 
person. She's not good. She is uh, uh, full of ego, right? She's not a good person, and all that. But lately, she said, "I stopped thinking about that." She said, "Lately, I stopped making judgment about them." She said, "Lately, I start." To see that, oh, that is called jealousy, that is called um, anger, that is you know the gossiping call from, is called uh, has its root from greed and all that. And when she recognized that in other person, and instead of uh, having this negative feeling. Or thought about them, she start asking her herself. Okay, she start asking herself, say, "Huh, what about me? Do I have those feelings also?" See, now she stop um, thinking about what other people say or do. Okay, instead of reacting. Well, at least not a hundred percent yet, but she's learning. She said instead of um, judging and and calling people, I mean, you know, not out loud in the in her mind about this person is this that person is that. She said, "Hmm, what about me? What about myself? Do I have that kind of uh, thinking in my mind also?" Do I have that feeling of jealousy when I see somebody has a wear something better than I have? Have if when I see somebody have something nicer than I have, do I have that feeling also? See now she start asking herself, okay, about her own mind. Now she's re- she's questioning her own mind, because which, and that is exactly what we all need to do. Instead of looking at others, we need to look at ourselves. Look at our own mind. Observe our own reaction. Two things. To what we see, to what we hear, right? To what we smell, taste, and touch, and all that. We have to start looking inward. Instead of, uh, look, you know, just looking out there, we start to ask ourselves, hmm, do I have that? If I still have all of those that other people have, I need to make that change. You see, because you know, because she knows at least that that is not a good thing to do. Being jealous with someone, you know, or gossiping behind others, she said that is not a good uh, thing to do. So, then she asked herself, "Hey, do I do that? Because that's not something, that's not something that I want to do." See, that's how that's how a change happen within a person. Okay. Before she never think of about 
her own mind. When some when when she hears something like that, she she would react. Uh, like uh, like upset. You know, and frustrated and stuff. She would always you know, she would you know when the uh, in her her feelings, you know, uh, and let me know about this and that. Oh, this that person said this or you know that. But now she's changed. She said, "Hey, okay, so that person does whatever that person does. But what about me? Do I do that also? Do I have that?" So. Once you flip that, okay, and then you start looking inward, asking yourself, "There's something. There's something that happened here, okay. Instead of being frustrated, instead of being mad at whatever the person say or do, she's she instead looking in inward." And say, hey, I if I I better watch myself about this. Oh, I think I still have that, also, which now I need to watch my own reaction to things, my own jealousy. Now, because she does, because that she does that, the the negative feeling is not there. You see, before the negative feeling that she would have. She as she had was you know being upset, right, being uh, uh frustrated with that other people. But now that she stopped thinking thinking about them, and thinking about herself. She her mind is too busy, thinking about her own action or reaction, and not to do those kind of unwholesome things. Her mind is too busy and too occupied to and concentrate on doing something good to change herself to be somebody something to to be a better person. She forgot about being mad. You see, she forgot to uh, uh, to be upset or angry with other people. What other people say or do. You you see the 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 effect of that change. Okay. When when you start flipping things, you you switch it around. Instead of reacting. To what people say or do, instead, you look. Back within yourself and say. That is a negative. That is an unwholesome deed. Do I still have that in me? If I do, I better watch it because that is not something that I want to do. That is one way of changing your own your own mind. You see, and it needs only a little bit. It's not. It's not something that you have to really, you know, uh, work hard at or anything, but it's just that little flip. Okay, the flip of not thinking about what people, other people say or do, you just learn from them. From what is it that people do or say, if 
if you see something that is unwholesome, you watch yourself. You say that it's unwholesome. Let me see. Do I still have that? Oh. Okay, I think I still have that. Or you remind yourself and you keep that in mind, in your mind. Later on, the next day or the next week, or you never know, you encounter something similar. Some you encounter somebody who has a lot better than you, wear better clothing, jewelry, or whatever, have better car, better house, nice car, and then. When that jealousy or the hatred feeling arise, now you begin to say, "Oh, wait a minute! Ah, okay. See, I didn't like this feeling in other people, but now I see this unwholesome thought or feeling arise within me. But I know this is not a wholesome thing." So you catch it, you see. That's how you learn. That's how. That's one way that you learn. Because we all know, human mind, we all possess wholesome and unwholesome uh, faculties. Okay, we all have that, and if we don't watch it, they pro- proliferate. They flourish. They grow. You know. They multiply like crazy, without us knowing. Right. So that's why the thing that's why the Buddha taught us about what citta, right? About the mind. Okay. So the Buddha taught about citta, the mind, and. What else? Citta Sikha, which is the mind faculties or the mind ingredients, right? And so, what are the mind ingredients? Remember, there are fifty-two kinds, right? There are fifty-two ingredients that can pop up. That can form together and make a mind, right? That give us certain feeling. Okay, so the different ingredients form in our mind due to the different triggers. The different triggers that we encounter in our life, everyday life, and how do we encounter? How do we experience those through our five sense doors? Right, our five sense doors are the gates. They are the doors that let us experience the world. Our five sense doors bring in the information to our sixth sense. Right, the processing unit plus a memory bank, and that form a mental object within 
are mine. Right? All the different experiences that we encounter, all the information, the seeing, the hearing, the smelling, the tasting, and the, the, the touching, the tactile sensation of the body, all this information come in through the five gates or the five sense doors. Okay, so these five gates, these are the gates, these are the doors for us to experience, to interact with everything here. Okay, I mean, of course there are people who only have four doors. They could be hard of hearing or they could be blind or lately people who had who have COVID they lost the sense of smell or the sense of taste right but all of these these sense doors here are the are gates the doors that let us experience the world okay they bring in all those experiences into a sixth sense and the sixth sense plus the memory that we have right form an idea form a an object which we call a mental object in our mind okay so that mental object that the mind form inside of us. Let's say when you hear something you like or you don't like. Okay? So the like or the not like or the don't like is a mental object. Okay? You follow me? It's a feeling. Okay? Excuse me a second. It's a feeling. So the feeling that we have the is an emotion. The emotion that we have. So that is a reaction. The reaction that we have. Okay. The mental reaction is an object of the mind. Okay, you follow that? So this is not a, like a, a, a concrete material object like a chair or, you know, a fan or car or a guitar or a desk. It's not that kind of object. It's the mental object. Okay, it's an object or it's a, a, a perception, okay, which, yes, it, it is an object. So, the feeling that we have is a mental object. The op is an object that is produced by our mind. Okay, so 
this very mental object or mind object is how we identify ourselves with. Okay? So, that's why we become what? When we don't like somebody, we, we get upset, we become upset. So, a, a, the mental object, quote-unquote, label as upset arise. Okay? And so, that is an object of the mind. It's that object of the mind called upset. Now, the thing is, we identify ourselves with that object. That is a problem. Okay? That is a problem. We identify ourselves with that mental object, with the mind-created object that I am upset. When in fact, it is an object that is created by the mind. The mind did not like that particular voice. The mind does not like that particular vision, what the mind see, what the eyes see. So the mind create an op a, a mental object. The mind forms a, an object within itself which is called like or dislike. That's a purely the products of the mind. Okay? That is purely the product of the mind. The mind, that what the mind does. The mind forms the opinions. Okay? The mind makes judgment. Right? So, the mind, when the mind forms an opinion, makes judgment, it's a form, it's a mind object. That particular feeling is an object of the mind. And the mind does that. Okay? And the mind does that beautifully. Okay? The mind sees something that is pleasant. The mind don't just stop there. Okay? If the mind sees some, let's say, something pretty, a flower, the mind don't just stop there. The mind creates story behind it. Okay? When the, when, when the mind see somebody beautiful, the mind develop all the things behind it. The mind don't just see a beautiful person. Okay? The mind create all the objects on top of seeing. It creates this feeling of like or not dislike. Okay? The mind is very good with comparing. It compares itself to others. Am I better? Am I worse? Am I equal? And all that. So the mind creates an object. 
which is called feeling. Okay, and that object becomes who we are. Okay, so we have that feeling inside of us. When we identify ourselves with that mind object, then we become that mind. Okay, but here's the thing. Because our mind changed, we change. Well, how does that happen? It's because we encounter different experience, right? So at one moment, the mind creates the object that is called jealousy. Okay, the mind is jealous at a certain person. The mind is upset with a certain situation. Okay, so the mind is doing that. And then that mind arises and then it falls away. Okay, it falls away and new experience come the mind will grab on to the new experience okay so when let's say the mind create this object that is called jealousy you see somebody who has a nicer car better house uh, uh, beautiful wife or beautiful husband or whatever you the your mind create an object inside your inside that's called jealousy so that happens for a certain moment and then you turn around and you see somebody else you look at and then all of a sudden you see your uh your your friend coming and say goodbye your mind chain group and different emotion arise okay now your mind see a smiley face of a friend that the mind used to like and now the mind create a new object okay you the mind create a new object and that new object is called like or dislike so let's say you see a friend who you like so the mind create a like object and it as you know the mind precedes all speech and activity right so with the like object arise the mind produce a smile okay so now you see the two different scenario that the mind change it let go of one object and it grab on to a new object and now your mind is engaging with your friend while you are engaging with your friend all of a sudden something else come along and your mind flip again to that new experience create new objects that it holds on to it could be a, a brief few seconds half a minute or whatnot 
and you can flip back to your friends. But that's how the mind works. The mind keep creating mental object from one object to the next based on the experiences that the five senses bring to us. Okay? So, that's the function of the mind. And that's what the mind does day in, day in and day out. Day in and day out. It keeps processing like this. It keeps doing it like this. As long as we identify ourselves with this process, with this mind, we are caught up in that different scenario that the mind uh, creates. Okay? Different scenario, different feelings arise and fall away. Okay? The, depending on what the mind is producing. You see? So, the mind is producing things based on its experience and the the poison that the mind has as we all know the three poison that is embedded that are embedded within all of us is in the 12 unwholesome ingredients right the 12 unwholesome ingredients that we all have. Okay? It is embedded in us, in every single one of us. And those unwholesome ingredients, they grow very easily. Okay? You name it. Anger, hatred, jealousy, okay? Greed or in the, the, the 12 kinds of, of unwholesome ingredients, they proliferate very fast. Alright? So, when the mind, so the mind keeps producing that, and then we identify that, we identify ourselves with the mind, and the mind keeps creating that object. Okay, now the mind is very good with clinging because once the mind grab hold on to some kind of feeling, certain feeling, and it keeps going at it. Okay, and now the mind is spinning. When the mind keeps spinning on the same thing over and over again, it cannot let go. Now that feeling grows, it becomes like a monster. Okay, if it is an unwholesome uh, object, mental object, then it becomes a monster. For example, like anger, hatred, okay, uh, sadness, uh, anxiety. Depression. See all of this, the the mind create this object, 
that when it keeps holding on to it, it builds up and it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger because that's what the mind does. And for a lot of people who do not know about what the mind does, of course, people would identify themselves with that very object, that very mind object, mental object. They could not realize that that is just a product of the mind. I mean, and obviously, it's of no one's fault because this kind of teaching only exists in Buddhism. Okay, this kind of teaching is only taught by the Buddha. Nobody else teach about this kind of mind um, function. Only the Buddha. Okay, so for those who fortunate enough to come across this kind of teaching, okay, a unique teaching here is very fortunate because you get to understand how your mind works. Okay, the mind forms these mental objects and the mental objects keep coming up and it passes away. It keeps coming up, it passes away, right? The mental object that the mind creates based on the experiences through the five sense doors. You see? Now, for ex- like, go back to the example I have about my wife. When she said, okay, instead of being upset or angry or, you know, frustrated with whoever you know, gossiping or uh, telling, uh, or having jealousy or whatnot, instead of getting mad at them, she said, I click and look within. So, at that time, the ment- what is it that the ment- so what happened to the mental object? Instead of letting the unwholesome mental faculties grow, right? She flip things around and look at herself, at her own mind, and say, hey, I need to clean this up. Okay? I don't need to, uh, to, to have this unwholesome deed to grow within. Because of that, there's no unwholesome mental object arise. You see? There's no unwholesome mental object arise within the mind. And therefore, there is no aggravation. And there is your peace of mind right there. You don't have to do anything. It's there. 
you see so the mental object is just that but so you have to come to that re to a realization that mental objects are formed all the time and that is the function of the mind it's nothing right there's nothing wrong it just is that's how it is that's how we that's how we come to experience life okay so the five sense doors or i can sometimes you can call the gates to the manifestation can be it's up to you can be the gates to heaven that you can enjoy what the world has to offer or it can be they can be gates to hell when you or you or you you think about is about negative thought which is all our mental objects see the mind create all those different objects and you're not aware of it you see the different mental objects that the mind form it change change and it's churning all the time as soon as you wake up there comes the mind right as soon as you wake up there comes the mind and it's churning if you identify yourself with that mind that you are lost with it because that mind identify itself as that i am this i am that that mind does not know that it's just a phenomenon it's just a a, a an automatic process of of the mental function that is you know it's developing all the time that is working all the time it's a it's a it's an automatic process it's an energy cycle in a way you know that is processing all this as long as you have good eyes eyeball and all that stuff it process information your eye process information your ears you have as long as you have good eardrum good you know things working you can always hear you will he always hear sound you cannot stop what people say or do or whatever the ear will process the sound by itself okay so they are all independently uh function the you know by themselves they have no opinion but they bring this information in and the mind process them and it form this mental objects that make us think who we are i see i hear i smell but in actuality it's the mind that does the seeing the mind that does the hearing the mind that does the smelling 
the tasting and the feeling, the sensation. It's the mind that does all that, not you. So where are you? You see, where are you? If you identify yourself with all with the different formation here, then that you is the ego, right? The real you, where is the real you? Who is that person in the mirror? Who? See, where is the real you behind all of this mental object? Okay, ask yourself. The mental object, the mind is doing all of this. And then you say, okay, this is the mind. If I'm not this, I'm not this, if I'm not the mind, who am I? Okay, so listen to what I just said. This mind object, the mind object is formed within the mind. Okay, the mind object is formed within the mind. So from the mind, which is chitta, okay, from the mind, which is the base, mind object arise. You follow? From the mind, mind object arise based on different experiences that the five senses encounter. So, as long as we identify ourselves with the mind objects, we are lost. Because the mind objects, as we all know, rise and fall rise up and falls away rise up and falls away it changed from one experience to the next with different feeling with different emotion due to different reaction and it creates speech it, it creates action it creates karma right so the mind objects arise from the mind. Okay, so now you have a mind at the base. Okay, remember chitta, the mind, and then chitta sika, mind ingredients. With the mind ingredients, the mind form mental objects or mind objects and we as normal people we have been accustomed to identify ourselves with the different mental objects different mind objects that is always changing from one moment to the next another word We've been living on the surface. 
we not we have never been get in touch with the base mind. We are living with the mind objects. Okay? We've been living with the mind objects. The mind objects happy, we say we are happy. The mind objects say it's, it's sad, like, dislike. That's who we think we are. We are sad, we are happy, and we angry, we are depressed, anxious, whatever. That's how we identify ourselves with the mind objects. We have never been get to know a true mind which is at the base. At the base is just pure mind. You see? A lot of analogy about the mind and the mind object is the blue sky and the cloud. You, I'm sure you heard about this before. The mind is the clear blue sky at the background. And mind objects or mental objects, those are the passing clouds. The clouds that come by and then passing and gone. For most of us, we never get to experience the blue sky at the background. We, we identify ourselves with the passing clouds that is always rising and falling and passing away. That's our problem. That is our problem. Okay, so that's why it's so important for us to understand how those dark cloud, gray cloud, rain cloud, white cloud, the different mind object, how do they arise? What are the ingredients, unwholesome ingredients, wholesome ingredients? What are they? There are 52 of them that they combine together, you know, and form different kinds of mental objects. And you know how many mental objects that the mind can create with those 52 ingredients? There are only 89 kinds objects. Okay? That's what the Buddha discovered. There are only 89 kinds of mental objects. Or, if you want to describe it in details, there are 121 kinds of mental objects. The Buddha broke it down one by one. Okay? Those different ingredients we all need to understand. And as I mentioned before, there are three groups 
those 52 ingredients are divided into three groups of chitta-sikha or mind faculties, right? And they form different mind objects, wholesome or unwholesome, or neither wholesome nor unwholesome. Okay, they are different kinds of mental objects that we identify ourselves with. But remember, all of those objects are formed out of the base which is called citta, our mind. Access our mind in order to access our real mind, our true mind, which is at a different dimension, different level of mind, you need to you need to go beyond this changing phenomenon of mental object. Okay. So how do you do that? How do you go how do you access your mind? Okay, how do you access that background of the sky, the blue sky? Because right now, you identify yourself with the different cloud. How do you access that? It's like, it's almost, it's, it's also, you can say, it's a state of Zen. How did you access that state of Zen? A state of just be. You have to go beyond the thinking mind. Right? The thinking mind is at the surface. But the state of Zen or the not thinking mind or the background or citta is at the background. Now that is at a different dimension. How do you access that? For those of you who have dogs, I love dogs. For those of you who have dogs, or just if you don't, try just go along with me a little bit. When you walk your dog, you know, in the country here, I'm not sure about in Asia, or poor country, it's hard to understand this a little bit. But in, in the U.S., in the European uh, country, in the developed world, when they have dogs and they often walk the dogs, you know, walk in the, in the park or whatnot every day, you know, but so when you walk with your dog, observe. When the when, when the, there's no disruption, you know, during the walk, okay. When there is no disruption during the walk, you just walk along peacefully, and your dog walk along with you with two little ears, you know, pointing up, and he or she just you know. 
you know, trotting in next to you, just walk, 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 with the face smile, with the tongue hanging out, okay? And she just walk on and look and walk and smile. And that's it. That is the state of Zen. Okay? Not when the dog see other dog and they start to having issue or barking. That is not a state of Zen. The state of Zen is when the dog is just walk. Okay? Just walk and all they do is just walk and they just enjoy. They just look around, okay? They look back, they look, they look, and they just walk. And no thinking. That is the background mind. No thinking. Now, when you take a walk, do you experience that? Or you always think, you always have your mind on your cell phone, your smartphone, or your mind, and you're always somewhere else. You see? That's why a lot of time when you go on a vacation, you go to a retreat, you go to a mountain, you know, especially in the morning, you come out, you open the door out of the resort, you look out to the, to the valley, to the canyon, to the big wide open ocean, and all you have to do is say, ah, Right there. That's the state of Zen. No thinking. See? No thinking. You just there. Clear. And no opinion. No thinking. Just there. See, that is the mind at the base. From there, you have all kinds of mind objects coming from there. Because when you experience life, now you have experienced commotion right based on why is that we have all this kind of commotion in life what is it that disturbs the mind what what is it that disturbs your mind is greed the three poison remember Greed, anger, or hatred, and then ignorance, of course. Ignorance of what? Ignorance of the mind itself. Ignorance of life. With that ignorance, life becomes chaotic. And you lost the state of Zen, which is always there with you. 
but you will never get to experience it because you are so caught up with the daily activities, the busy of life trying to get this and achieve that, and you forget to take a little break and experience yourself. You need to access that state of Zen more often, every single moment that you have the opportunity. Bring yourself back to who you are. Okay, so that's one way of understanding about your own mind. Okay. That's what I have for you all today. Hopefully that is also something that you can benefit from. And as always, if you like, leave me a message or a voicemail. Until next time, Namaste.